Yeah, amen. Ephesians chapter 1. Brother Jim read our text this morning. If you could, if you could split up Ephesians chapter 1, um, I, there's probably a multitude of ways to split up Ephesians chapter 1, to split up all of, the, all of Ephesians. But just here in verse 1, I've just kind of noticed about three different divisions that I made of my own. And uh, the first one, division in, in verses 1, uh, really 1 through, let's say, verse uh, 14, we see the inward blessings, the blessings that are in Christ Jesus. You're here this morning, you're saved, you're born again, you're a child of God, you know you are, you're on your way to heaven. All spiritual blessings you have, you have because you are in Christ, because those blessings are in Christ, and that is where you are. The second division I noticed was just a really a couple versions, a couple, not versions, I take that back, verses, <laughs> a couple verses, is some of the outward evidence that we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the third division I kind of outline here from 17 down to verse 23, some internal gifts uh, that we have. Not the gifts that you might think of in Romans and 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 First and First Corinthians, but we'll look at that, Lord willing, next week. Uh, maybe even possibly tonight. We'll see how it goes today. But today, I want to look at the outward evidences that we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as you know, any relationship has evidences that others can see. All right. And I, I, I mean, listen, if a guy likes a girl, remember that stage? Some of you men are like, man, that was that was 80 years ago. That was 50 years ago. You liked her. You know, what? and you know how you know when a guy likes a girl? Well, he's doing really stupid stuff around her. They do really dumb stunts. Yeah. They're like, watch this. Yeah. Try to impress. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the girl is going, oh my goodness. It has been real, it's always been entertaining to have three girls in the home. And, uh, cause you hear all of the other side, uh, that you didn't get to hear when you're a boy being stupid. And all of the things that they are not impressed with that they think are totally idiotic. And uh, although they marry them, so what does that say for them, right? But anyway. <laughs> They think they can help, right? And uh, but you no, know, really, there are outward evidences when just just when you think about a guy liking a girl, all the dumb things they all the dumb purchases, right? Just to make themselves uh, hopefully noticed uh, to her. Maybe they start becoming faithful to church, right? The ultimatum put down. Well, if you're in the street, you're gonna have to come to church. I know a pastor in Kansas right now is well, he was interested in, in his his wife, and she says, well, you're gonna have to come to church. He said, the first day I left that church, I said every curse word I could think going through the parking lot. I thought I'd never come back to this place again. I tell you what, God saved him. He's a preacher today. Have a beautiful family. I love it. Hey, listen, uh, okay. Sometimes they do that, but right, amen. And God gets a hold there. Maybe they start taking a bath more than once a month. You go, boy, something's going on here. You've had two baths this month? Huh, that's interesting. Combing your hair, that's weird. Something going on here. There's outward evidences that is uh, that is going on that you start thinking there's something happening here. What about when a girl likes a guy? I, I again, I have three. I have three uh, uh, three examples uh, that lived with us. Right? 
<laughs> yeah, three. Oh, their face lights up when their uh, when their names mentioned. Oh, I re- we would tease one of our girls. I would just say something about the one she's married to now. She was only about ten then. We just start talking about him. She'd just quietly get up from the table and go up to her room. She'd get all embarrassed, you know, and little things like that. There's some evidences. I'm talking about outward evidences. Weird desire to cook all of the time. I don't know how many times I woke up to breakfast being made for him. It's like, oh, he's coming over at 7? I didn't know you get up that early. <laughs> Outward evidences, right? Am I, am I wrong? I remember going by the bathroom one time. One of the girls, she was about 11 years old. And you got to realize uh, the two of the youngest girls were generally uh, in the most beautiful dresses you could find with bloody knees and bloody elbows. And, I mean, they were just rough up trees and across the fields. And, I mean, they had a lot of fun. Their older sister was totally disgusted with them and how they behaved. But something happened one day. And I was walking by the bathroom. And one of them was looking in the mirror brushing her hair. She's about 11. And I went, "Uh uh-oh. She's noticed something. I'm telling you, there's outward evidences. Absolutely there are. Yeah. One of our daughters, she's married to him now, and he'd come over to the house. We loved him. We always invited him over. (laughs) It worked. Always invited him over. You know what she'd do? She'd go hide up her room. Oh, he's coming over? Up she'd go. Like, oh yeah, you like him. Outward evidences. Outward evidences that people can see. Yeah. And even though guys and girls, they have their own ways, how they, how they, how they manifest their thoughts and their feelings towards uh, somebody else, there is one common thing to, uh, about both of them, is they just both like being together. How many, I mean, I know, maybe you're in a stage of life, you're like, I don't know, I kind of like, like going to the shop. <laughs> I kinda, no, but there was a day when you just wanted to be together, right? You just wanted to go everywhere together. You can tell the newlyweds in the old, in the old remember the single cab trucks? And, and when they first got together, she was sitting right in the middle. And then as time goes on, she's over by the door. Then time goes on, she's not in the truck, right? <laughs> because the truck... Probably needs a bath and smells and is loud and this and that. I'm just telling you, there was a time they liked to be together. But can I tell you, really, there's not a lot of difference. I mean, there is difference. But relationally, can I tell you, there's not a lot of difference with, uh, between us and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was there a day when you would have done anything for Jesus if you thought he wanted it? I mean, it might have been some of the craziest stuff. It might have been some of the craziest stunts. It might have been, you know, well, we just, we just sold the house. We sold everything. We packed up and, 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 and we, we, we moved to wherever. And people are going, really? Did you pray about this? Oh, no, God wants it. I know. No, no, I mean, we know that that's, that's not the best, but I would rather a heart like that, that really gets in some really dumb situations than the other way. That you can't move. Yeah. Do you remember those days? We do. You listen. You heard preaching on giving, and man, you're like giving everything. You're selling your kids. You're selling cars, and it was like, no, no, maybe that wasn't what he meant. You know, but you just had a heart because you because you just wanted to please God. You just wanted to be with Him. Maybe they, you heard preaching on witnessing, and my goodness, you were just. 
I mean, tearing up the town. You wanted everybody to know about the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe people could see it in your face. Maybe they could say, wow, there's just a glow about you. There's something different about you. And you said, yeah, it's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ. Why? You were in a relationship. What am I saying? There were outward manifestations of a relationship that was going on. People could see it. They could see it. They could see it in your conversation. Maybe your language changed. Maybe the subject matter is what you talked about changed. Maybe Jesus was on your, on your lips all the time. And there, people are like, my goodness, is that all you talk about anymore? Right? Or remember when you met him and it's all you could talk about? Oh, how many, how many, how many girls practice writing their new last name? Oh, I, I found pages after page after page in our house of the girl, our girls with different last name. Practicing that. Oh, they like that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Dreaming about that. Yeah. Hey, it's on the outward, isn't it? It's manifest. Relationships, what am I saying? Relationships are manifest on the outside and people can see it. At the end of it all, you just wanted to be close to the Lord and everybody knew it, didn't they? You know, Paul is going to mention here in Ephesians two outward manifestations that those on the outside, unbelievers, those on the outside notice about us and they were noticed about this church here at Ephesus. Look at verse 15 if you would please. Jim read this for us. Verse 15, Wherefore I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love to all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. If you notice the first thing about this church at, at Ephesus, the first thing that was noticed on the outside, the first thing that, they, that the Apostle Paul noticed and understood about this church here was that their faith was heard of. It was known about, watch, it was manifest. Others knew about it. Now, my grandparents, my grandmother moved up to Wisconsin, and I guess it would have been the late 20s, whenever that was, something like that. She was a school teacher, and she went up to uh, Wolf Creek, uh, Centuria, Wisconsin, to, to teach school, and she boarded with my grandparents' family, my grandfather's family, and uh, she boarded there at the house, and and wouldn't you know it, my grandfather and grandmother began to like one another, wanted to get married. And her mother said, no, you're too, or his, my, my grandfather's mother, parents said, no, you're too young. And they were in their, about 21, kind of blows the whole thought that everybody got married at 12, you know. That, and they thought they were too young. And wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, I don't know how long later, but a child was born. And unbeknown to everybody is they had eloped. And they had kept it secret. Because she couldn't have taught school anymore if she was, a, if she was married and all of these things. And I remember years later, my grandmother was uh, at that age where the, the childishness was coming back, you know, up into her 90s. And she talked about my grandfather's sister saying, I got a secret. She'd say, all she'd say is, I got a secret. I got a secret. And she knew what we had done, got out, went out and got married. No, listen, once in a while, people go out and elope and they try to keep it quiet and they try to keep it hidden. And uh, it wasn't really known until until uh, my Aunt Kathleen came along, right? But uh, 
But, uh, but relationships generally, eventually, be, become public, public knowledge. Eventually. Pe- people see it when it's denied. Oh, you like her? No, 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 no. We're just friends. You like him? Oh, no, no, no. We're just friends. We're just friends. And uh, those that have been around the planet a little longer go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. People see it when it's finally admitted and they go, yeah, I knew that. It was obvious. How did you know? I don't know. It's just pretty obvious, right? See it in your face. See it in your eyes. See the way they look at each other. Come on. We're not dumb, right? You see it when the engagement is announced. You see it when you go to the wedding. What am I saying? Relationships eventually become public knowledge. They're seen. They're seen. The faith at Ephesus... The believers at Ephesus, do you see this here in verse 15? They were public knowledge. They were public knowledge. Paul knew about them. Wherefore, he said, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. He heard them. Let me give you a little background of Ephesus here. Remember on Paul's first missionary journey, he had gone to Ephesus. He had brought Aquila and Priscilla with him. He had spent a little time there in the synagogue. And then he left Priscilla and Aquila there to minister while he was gone. Somewhere in that interim, uh, Apollos comes to Ephesus. And you remember Apollos. He was from Alexandria, Egypt. He was uh, uh, just an eloquent orator. He was powerful in in the word of God. He knew the word of God. He was preaching a coming Messiah. But what he didn't know was that Jesus had already come. And the Messiah was here. And Priscilla and Aquila, they took him aside. And they they let him know uh, that the Messiah had come. And what did the Bible say? He began to preach and teach Jesus. And so he understood that. And he spent some time there at Ephesus as well. But something was happening here in Ephesus. Paul hasn't been in Ephesus now for a little while when he writes to the church. He's uh, most likely in a Roman prison. It may be, I didn't take a lot of time to add it up, but I know from his first missionary journey, uh, many say that he came into Ephesus maybe somewhere between uh, 52 and 53 AD. When he's writing here now to the church at Ephesus, he's in uh, prison at Rome, possibly around 60 AD. So, And we know in between there, he went back to Ephesus again for about two and a half years or so. And so we know that it has been some time since he's been in Ephesus. He's been gone for a while. Okay? So... He's now sitting down to write this letter, this epistle to the church at Ephesus. And here's what he says here, that I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. What am I saying today? Their relationship with Christ was public knowledge. It was getting back to the Apostle Paul in that Roman prison. He was getting good news. He was getting some good things coming back. That that the church at Ephesus is growing and people are getting saved. And the church is growing and it's a wonderful thing. And Paul said, I heard about it. It was public knowledge. Can I tell you this this morning that a real relationship with Jesus Christ will get out to public. It will. Amen. It absolutely will. If it never does, I would question the relationship. There's no such things as secret relationships with the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I've heard people say this. Well, I don't wear my religion on my shirt sleeve. That's what does that mean? 
Well, I never talk about it. I never give anybody anything about it. I don't have a public relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, though, friend, when something as good as God moved in, it's kind of hard not to talk about it. Hey, listen, if you got 10 bucks in the mail, you'd be telling everybody about it. If you, if you tripped through Walmart and, and, and uh, out in the parking lot and, and, uh, stepped over, you know, a, a $10 bill or a $20 bill or maybe a $100 bill, friend, you'd tell somebody about it. You'd make it public. You'd be saying, well, you wouldn't believe what I found over here. When you find gas that is two cents cheaper and clever than it is in Nixa and you drove the 25 miles to go get it, you tell people about it, right? And you're telling me the God of heaven moved in and you can't say a word about it? I wonder if he moved in. Yeah. What am I saying? It's public knowledge. It gets out. Right? People who claim Christ but never talk about him, never witness for him, never assemble at the church body. Wouldn't you question, wouldn't you rightfully question whether they've come into a relationship with Christ? Remember, Jesus healed the man. Remember this time? He, he, he uh, healed the blind man. He said, now don't go tell anybody. And what did he do? He went out and told people. Why? He just had to tell it. He just had to tell it. When Paul got saved, what did he do? He immediately preached Jesus Christ. Remember that Samaritan woman at the well? And uh, Jesus told her, you know, I am the Messiah. And what did she do? She ran back into the city and told her, he said, come see a man that told me everything ever I did. Is not this the Christ? What did it happen? She just had to talk about it. She had to tell about it. It was public. The maniac of Gadara wanted to go with Jesus and go along with the disciple, his disciples and him and go and, and uh, minister with him. And Jesus said, no, you need to stay here and witness. And what did he do? He stayed home and what? Preached Jesus Christ. He did didn't just he didn't wasn't just quiet about it he just just didn't uh, hide it away and never talk about it he couldn't help but talk about the Lord Jesus Christ when Andrew found the Lord Jesus the Bible says that he went and told his brother Peter why he just had to tell him listen to what he said one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother first John 1 and 41 it says this he first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. Andrew had to go tell his brother about Jesus Christ. Listen to me this morning. If you have come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, it will be known. It will be seen. It will be talked about. Paul said, I heard. I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's one of the outward evidences. It's one of the outward, amen? Are we, are we all on the same page here? Yeah. It's an outward evidence. Notice secondly, another evidence that's given. Look at verse 16 or verse 15 again. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. The first thing we see that there was an outward evidence of their faith. But notice the second thing here. Their love was seen. They had a visible love. The relationship was visible and the love was visible. Can I tell you, faith and love always go together? Amen. Colossians 1.4, if you need some evidence of this, here we go. Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love which you have to all the saints. 
Kind of sounds familiar what he said here to the church at Ephesus. Faith in Christ, a love to the saints. Philemon, Paul wrote to Philemon, verse 5, hearing of thy love and faith. Here they are together again, faith and love. You say you have faith, well, there'll be love will be present as well. First Thessalonians 5, 8, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Here we have one of the, the, the descriptions of an armor that protects the heart, that protects the vital organs here as of faith, a breastplate of faith and love. They always go together. They always go together. Faith and love go together because they're both in Christ. They're in Christ. 1 Timothy 1.4, And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So here it is. Faith and love are in Christ Jesus. God is love. Amen? God is love. Hold on a minute. If God is in us, do you not believe that we would have the ability to love like God loves. Do you believe that? Yeah. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And anyone that loveth uh, is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. First John 4, 16. You go down in that same chapter into verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he, he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So what, 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 are we, what do you see here? Well, those that are in Christ will love like the world cannot love. No, they have a love. But it's not a love like God loves. Yeah. Those that are in Christ will love like God because God will be loving through them. And watch, it becomes manifest. Just like relationships are manifest. Just like it will be seen, your relationship with Christ would be seen. So your love for the saints should be seen. See, this is one of, the, one of the greater evidences of our salvation. One of the greater outward evidences that we are in Christ Jesus. Cease not to give thanks. Uh, verse 15 again. Wherefore, I also, after I had heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and love unto all the saints. Now, this is one thing, right, to love those that you're not too familiar with. That can, be, that can be easy. A passing. But I tell you what. Love the ones that you know real well. Love the ones that you've known for years. Love the, one, love the ones that you've had disagreements with. Love the ones that uh, have just done maybe some silly things. Love the ones that have hurt you deeply. Boy, that's different. You know, you know the poem, don't you? To live above with saints we love, that'll be glory. To live below with saints we know, well, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. 
Paul says here, love. He saw this. He heard about this. Listen, the testimonies coming back to him in this prison cell, their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, number two, and their love for the saints. Love for the saints. It's an evidence. Watch. Our love is an evidence to believers. John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, and that ye also love, that ye also love one another. The Lord Jesus commanded us to love each other. Do you know you're commanded to love me? Yeah. I'm commanded to love you. But you know what you find out when you're in Christ? That command is awful easy when you're allowing God to love through you. Yeah. Do you love meeting other believers? Isn't it a joy? I don't know how many of you have been out on visitation and you knock on a door and, uh, and uh, there are some that enjoy it when they when you open the door and you tell them where they're from and they get a smile and and oh I'm so glad you're out so glad you know boy there's just you know what they they love other believers they love others in Christ and uh, you go you come to some and they say they're a believer and they could they they want you off their doorstep as faster than you yeah remember brother Micah or even people who play organs in churches sometimes don't want you on their door Sometimes they shut the door before you ever get it, get your word out and locked while they're telling you, I play the, I play the organ at church. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then you run into some, they say, oh, do you want some water? Can you come in? Do you want to do this? Oh, so glad you're out. Yeah. yeah. It's an outward evidence of our salvation. We have love to, to other believers. We have love to them. Do you love meeting other believers? Is there joy inside when you find another Christian? Does your spirit bear witness when you run into a, another believer? We're out on north side of Springfield one time, knocked on a door. And I'm telling you, it is, you you've been there. You've, you've done this. It, you, can't, you don't know when, how the timing hits or where it is. But it's like your spirit bears witness. And before they open their mouth, you know that this person's a believer. And I've said, I said one time, we're from that church up north there. And uh, just out uh, inviting people to church today. A big smile on the guy's face. Yeah, I go to Brother Norwood's church. I said, I knew it. I knew something was. <laughs> Spirit bears me. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? You ever been in line, with, in, in maybe in line, and just in the most random spot, and there's something about this, it's just like, I, your spirit's bearing witness. And you know what it does when you find out? Joy comes up. Yeah. Joy comes up. Why? It's an outward evidence of the indwelling uh, Spirit of God. It's an outward evidence that we are in Christ Jesus. Do you love? Do you love other believers? Do you love them? Amen. Yeah. I worked at a company once, and there's a coworker there. He was. He said he was a Christian. He said he was, but he loved. He loved. He, he just kind of loved to uh, antagonize. And he said this. He said, "You know, Christians irritate me." Yeah, like, that's weird. He says, I, you know, I, I love bringing up abortion because it just drives him so crazy. I just say, and I said, wow, that's weird. I said, the Bible says that you have love for the brethren. I said, you must not be saved. <laughs> he looked at me real funny. I mean, he climbed, come on now. How, I mean, how, how, do you, how, do you, 
have that type of attitude to a brother or sister in Christ that they irritate, that Christians irritate me and I love to antagonize them about the issue of abortion that I don't think is wrong. What is wrong with you? Well, you're not in Christ. Love is an outward evidence that we're in Christ. Secondly, not only is it an evidence to believers, but it's also an evidence to unbelievers. John 13, 35, By this shall all men know that you are my disciple. Why? If you have love one to another. Yeah. It's an evidence to unbelievers. Do you know the world should see a different love in us, shouldn't they? They should see a different love in us. The world should notice something that makes them want to have what we have. They should see that. I was just had this guy helping me the other day, about a month or so ago, a young guy from New York. Just moved down here, lived his whole life in New York. And uh, we were working away and... And I was asking him questions, and we were just talking and doing a little bit of work. And he says, so what do you do for work? And I said, well, uh, I do two things. I have one thing I do as a trade that pays for my other addiction. And uh, they're, oh, addiction. Yeah, yeah, I have an addiction. And uh, and this one pays for the my addiction, which is I pastor a church in Nixon. And he goes, oh. He goes, that makes sense. I was thinking, everybody, why is people down here just so nice? Just so nice. Now that makes sense. It just makes sense now. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Amen. Praise the Lord, he didn't see me 15 minutes earlier. But no. <laughs> just... yeah. But there was something he was thinking, what? This is weird. What was he seeing? Friend, you know you and you know me and I know me. And I... yeah, Listen, when we say these things, what he saw was Jesus Christ in us, not us. Because there's nothing that lovely in us. Amen? Yeah. I was with a couple guys out in... I was working out in Colorado Springs back in 2014, I believe it was. And a couple guys, I was witnessing to them, two brothers. And, uh, and through the day, we'd get to chat and talk. And they wanted to go out to lunch one time. And, and just, they just wanted to ask a bunch of questions. We went out to lunch and they asked a bunch of questions. And uh, again, please, you know what I mean. Many of you have had this happen to you. And they just, they, but they said this, there's something in you that draws us. And I said, listen, trust me, it's not me that draws you. What, what is lovely in me is the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's it. Amen. That's who's lovely. They didn't want him. <laughs> yeah. But what am I saying? The world should see it. There should be some outward evidence that the, the God who is love resides in us. There should be some outward evidence that, the, that not only do the saints know and see, but unbelievers see it as well. There's one of the followers of Charlie Man, Charles Manson. One of the young girls there that, that uh, followed and lived with that commune that actually was a part of some of the, the murdering that went on with those groups. They asked her, why? Why would, you, why would you be with, why would you live with this group? And she had left her home as a young girl. And he, she said, one of them walked up to me while I was living out on the street. And they actually paid attention to me. They actually loved me. And so I followed them. Following them all the way to murder. 
because they because she felt like she was accepted and loved by these people. And no doubt in their own worldly twisted way she was loved by them and accept, at least a very minimum accepted by them. You know, our love for each other is evidence to believers that we are in Christ. Our love for each other is evidence to unbelievers that we are in Christ. If we're not loving one another, what's the problem? Well, number one, it could be that you're unsafe. But number two, it could be that you're just carnal and walking in the flesh. You've gotten away from God. The Spirit of God has become kind of numb to you. You're not really walking in the Spirit. You're just walking after the flesh. You say you have the inward blessings. You're in Christ. You say they're there. I know they are. But are you manifesting the outward evidence of what you say is inside? Can I tell you this is what Paul rejoiced in? This is what Paul made happy. Listen, this is what makes you and I happy as well. When we see, when we, when we see manifest in other believers the outward evidences. Even when we know they're not manifest in us, we still enjoy seeing them in others. Yeah. In your life, would you ask God these questions? How many unbelievers are drawn to Christ because of my love for the saints? For one another. Number two, how many unbelievers are turned away from Christ because they never see the love for the saints? I remember a, a guy I went to Bible college with, and he told this story, and they were at a Shoney's. That is long gone now. <laughs> they were at a Shoney's and they were talking about some other people at the school that they had a problem with. And I'm sure it was some deep doctrinal discussion, theological discussion. And they were going on in the restaurant talking and talking and talking. And this guy that I knew very well, he said, this dear black lady came up to our table and said, Young men, people are listening to you. Lost people are listening to you. He said, my goodness, was that convicting. Yeah. Glad she said it. Glad she said it. Because some people are turned away. Why? The world's craving acceptance and love. And they're finding it in all different places that never really satisfy. And even if they think it, it does satisfy for this life, it'll never satisfy for eternity, which is far more important than just this life. 
I wonder how many unbelievers may be turned away because they never see my love for the saints, your love for the saints. These were evidences, outward evidences of the inward blessings of Christ. Are they in you? Are they in you? You say, I know I'm in Christ. I know I am. I know I, you would never convince me out of it. I know the day that I came to Christ. Praise the Lord. But are they being manifested in your life? God's love. Are they being manifested in our life? It could be, if they're not being manifest, yeah, we've just been walking in the flesh. We need to ask the Lord to help us to walk in the Spirit. To walk in the Spirit. Walk in love. That God, actually, God could have His way with us again. That He could love through us, love a world through us that He's trying to do. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. May God help us to manifest those outward evidences of the inward blessings that we claim in Christ. Our Father, this morning we... We thank you. We just want to ask you that you'd help us today. I know how easy it is for me to walk in the flesh. I know how easy it is for me at times to just uh, not be walking in the Spirit, not manifesting, not manifesting the outward, uh, the, the inward love of God on the outward of my life, not allowing you to live through me. It's exactly what the world's craving. It's what we were craving. It's what drew us to you. That you would love us. That you would accept us right where we are. That you would save us and clean us up right in the mess and the pit that we were in. You'd take us under yourself and call us uh, sons and daughters and adopt us and, and give us a position and a place and, and uh, Lord, provide for us and protect us and, and uh, give us just... just uh, Give us this, this uh, confidence of our eternal position with you. Lord, there's others out there that want this, that are craving. They don't even really know what they want, but we do. Father, it's you. So, Lord, would you do that work in our heart? Maybe there's somebody here today that just needs to ask you to search them and that you would show us whether we're lacking some of those outward evidences, that your spirit today would do the work in our hearts and lives. The world desperately needs to see these. pray you'd help us to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have the Lord spoken to you today. The instrument's going to play. and You have a time now of the invitation just to get alone with God. Maybe right where you are, you need just get down and ask God to search you. Are you loving? You can stand. If, if you're not praying, you may stand. But are you loving? Is the outward works of Christ manifest in your life? We love the inward blessings. That we'd have the outward evidence of that. God help us.
Maybe there's somebody here. Maybe there's somebody listening online that would say, I, I don't know if I have any of those outward evidences. I, Frankly, Christians kind of annoy me and I don't really even like being around them. I don't even know how I got here to watch this or listen to this. Can I tell you this morning you need Jesus Christ? What you're looking for is Him. And you need Him. You can come to Him today. God help us. Those outward evidences will be easy if we're just yielding. We don't have to conjure it up. It's Him in us. <laughs> Amen. And uh, we just need to let Him yield and let Him do what He wants. Amen. Let's be closing a word of prayer this morning. And it is good to see everybody out.